Avast me hearties and welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we be having surprisingly little tolerance for extended pirate talking. This week, we're reviewing Furry Pirates, Swashbuckling Adventures on the High Seas. I would have started this podcast with some jokes about furries and maybe a little furry speak, but that would be paying more attention to them than the book ever does. So, let's set a course for the Spurgy Seas on today's System Mastery. And welcome back. John, how are you this week? I am thoroughly bored. This book is just... is This needs a cup of water to go with it, because it is dry, my friend. It is a bit of a pill. It is a it hard is, pill to swallow. One might say it's a jagged little pill. Okay, so let's start. This is uh, Furry Pirates... Furry Pirates, yes. Furry Pirates, Swashbuckling Adventures on the High Seas. Ah, yes. Uh, let us get this out of the way. we got to thank our uh, our reader or listener, Ryan, for uh, suggesting this book. <sighs> you uh, horrible, horrible piece of human garbage. I am thanking you with both my middle fingers extended. <laughs> so, we got this recommendation and thought, oh, that would be a fun lark. We can discuss furries and make and, fun of furries, and it'll be a fun furry-related podcast. But... Yeah. That would imply that the book is about furries. No, I was like, yeah, furry pirates. I wonder how they're going to work all these furry jokes and random animal references into being pirates. Let's see how many stupid puns they have. The answer is zero. None. Zero stupid puns. Okay, so this book, uh, I forget who what, what the company is. It's uh, uh, Atlas, Atlas Games. Games. Yeah, Atlas Games. And uh, the author was one of the authors or contributors to the super dense real world tome RPG uh, Ars Magica, which this is basically just Ars Magica and I guess furries. Yeah. So he mentions in a, in a, a opening kind of uh, introduction that uh, he's not himself much of a furry, and that the book is a sequel to a book that they had purchased the license to, but uh, that he doesn't really worry too mu- too much about the furry writing, and he just wanted to create the best game he could. Yeah. No. The the little blurb at the front when they're like. Hey, and we got this license, and my uh, my producer was like, "Hey, man, you want to do this?" And I went, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, this <laughs> like, would wow, be... you sound super excited. Yeah, to be it, furry pirates. It'd be kind of like watching a porno where at the beginning the two actors look at the camera and say, "Neither of us are into this. This is about the money." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some people that get into that, and that's probably the same audience that this game is for. <laughs> uh yeah. So, uh, so this game. You, uh, you're gonna be a, a furry of some kind. There are ten kinds. And it's, and furry isn't just like, a a name for someone that is into the whole furry culture. It, it just sort of replaces man or mankind or anything. It's just furries. It's smurf. It, it, it's the word smurf in this book. I mean, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the verb connotation. You don't furry up a storm or anything like that. <laughs> But uh, every time there's a word that would have been men, it's just furry. And he has no other name for the animals, or the, the, the furries. There's, they aren't anthros. They never call themselves dogs or, or anything like that. It's always just uh, each ship is crewed by 300 furries. 50 of those furries are manning the cannons. Another five furries are the quartermaster's men. Yeah. 
And uh, there's no distinction with the birds. They aren't featheries. It's everything is furries. Even if you're a lizard and have no fur, you are still a furry. Uh, to the point where there is a sequence towards the back of the book, the section we're going to keep calling Wikipedia, uh, where it describes a lizard character who is very protective of his cubs. Because he only had the one word for kids. He didn't, he didn't think that lizards don't have cubs. But furries have cubs, I guess, is what, where he was going. Yeah, it's basically like someone gave him a sheet that said, this is what furry terminology is, and he just stuck to that, and that was it. Yeah. And this was, I don't know how long ago this got published. It was like late 90s. It's 2002. Yeah, so it was before furries super took off well it's kind of before the internet super took off yeah 2002 was you know we're pretty deep into the internet but we aren't where we are now so the furry subculture was kind of finding its its hard roots at this point so i assume at this point it's probably likely that the term feathery and so on for the various things wasn't even a thing that existed so i i really do assume someone just went look this is what furries call things and this is what you'll have to use. And he just went ahead, wrote his book anyway, and then did a find-all-replace. So let me just get this out of the way. John, are you a furry, or have you ever associated with the furry party? <laughs> are you now, or have you ever been a furry? Uh, no. No, uh, n- neither uh, am I. I. And also, I find their subculture stupid. Uh, but... Yeah. I mean, power to them. I don't really care what you dress up as when you want to, when you want to get your situation on. That's fine. <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of the art. I feel like they all look like weird flat-faced cartoons. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, mostly it's just artists online that want to make some money and yeah. someone goes, Hey, look, I will pay you like $150 if you draw my sparkle wolf. And they go, look, half right. of his dick is dragon dick. The other half of his dick is dolphin dick. And his eyes are two different colors, and, and, and. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the reason I'm bringing this up isn't so we can just bash on furries, because that's not the point. What I'm going towards here is that this book makes me defend them. Like, I feel bad <laughs> for furries reading this, because I'm like, oh, this isn't for furries. This is... This no, is- this seems like a, a furry trap. Yeah. Like, they put furry pirates and some furry art on the front, and they're like, oh, man, we are going to get that sweet furry dollars... And then the inside is just a Wikipedia entry. Right. So that's where I'm coming from is this book feels deceptive. Like, it's not really about furries. And it's so irrespect. It, it doesn't respect them so much. And I don't respect them either. But it's it, it's just actively against the grain. It's like, oh, uh, w- let's see. There are ten types of furries, including ursinoids. Oh, it's an ursinoid. Well, I know a little Latin, so I know that means bears. What's in that group? Bears? Raccoons? Badgers? Porcupines? Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Oh, well, I guess maybe that's because there isn't a mustelid family. So, nope, there it is. It's just otters and weasels. He just thought that's all it was. Yeah, no. Uh, For this book being essentially giant Wikipedia entries, he didn't bother checking Wikipedia for the animals. This this guy seems like the kind of guy who knows a lot about pirates, and that's it. No, he is he is a history major. This is all he cares about is history. And then they were like, hey, you want to do some research on anything having to do with furries? No, I'm good. Yeah, no, I, I'm just going to do the same thing I always do, which is that you're going to ask me for something, and you're going to get a report on piracy between 1690 and 1720 <laughs> instead. Yeah, so... <sighs> so this book does at least include some rules. I mean... Oh, yeah, not, yeah. It's not just Wikipedia. It's not just that, but it is mostly, but there are rules. Yep, there are some stats. I don't remember how many because they're very oddly placed. Uh, there are 
Nine, I believe. I, I, yeah, yeah something like that. And they're divided into mm-hmm. offensive stats and defensive stats. But the way in which they're divided is very confusing. It's like dexterity is an offensive stat, but like or, or agility, uh, ag- is, agility is a defensive stat. Yeah, because yeah. dexterity is how good you are at manipulating, like fine motor skills. So how good you are at trying to aim your sword or gun. And then agility is how good you are at moving your body, so getting out of the way of that gunshot or sword point. Yeah, and the offensive and defensive thing matters because it powers different uh, models of, of uh, kind of rule interaction. So, for example, an offensive skill is used in an attack roll, which is a roll where you're trying to uh, attack a target number, where uh, defensive skills are added to defense, which is what you add to other people's attempts to roll against you. Yeah, so if you have a high attack skill... It's going to make your number lower to mm-hmm. what you would add on to the point where you can get to negative. So this is the base mechanic of the game. Percentile dice. You roll percentile, and you generate the target number by combining the defensive par- uh, portion or the difficulty of the, of the task with your skill. So let's say, for example, that you want to operate a sailing boat. You are going to take your skill in sailing, which is, let's say, uh, you have a level 3 skill in sailing, and you're using your... Agility, which is at, uh, I, I don't know, 24. You're gonna take your 24, you're gonna take your, uh, your sail of 3, which is gonna give you a sail adjust, which is the value of it, uh, which will be something like 5. You'll add those together, you're gonna end up at like, I, I don't know, 29 or so. Now you're gonna take the difficulty of sailing, which is going to be set by the D, the, the, uh, DM in this case, and you're gonna set that, add your skill to it, and then roll percentile against it, and try to beat that. If that sounds like your skill makes you worse, it's because it does, as you get better at skills, the number goes down to the point where they can get to into the negatives. Yeah. So, uh, skipping ahead there, but the, the stats themselves have real fucking weird shit, mostly because the average, uh, thing that you do is either a roll random, which is awful, and you'll either do 3d10 or 4d10 drop lowest or whatever. Yeah, or 3d10, assign them where you want. Yeah. Oh, basically, it's the D&D set. Yeah, it's D&D set, but 10s instead of 6s. Or you have a point buy. And the point buy gives you, if you were to uh, equally put your points into every stat, the max that you could possibly have is a 30 in any given stat before uh, any uh, penalties or bonuses. And if you take the point by system, you would have an average of 24 in every stat. That's right. It gives you 216 points. And it says that's to make average pirate characters. The sort of people that would not immediately die, it says. Yeah, and this is real weird because in any other point by system, you usually have a couple high stats, a few medium, uh, and maybe a couple low. You want to try and do that. This one, if you... Basically, looking at it, it would be like if the point by system for D and D meant you had sixteens across the board. It's just way you're way better at anything than you probably should be. Like the fact that it goes up to thirty seems unnecessary, considering the point by system makes you just sort of good. Right. It's really weird. The other thing is that you rarely see that raw stat value applied to rolls. Instead, you get these things called stat adjust and level adjust which are arcane numbers that are automatically, uh, you reach them by hitting certain plateaus in your stats or skill ranks. So, for example, if your character is level 4, then he's got a, a level adjust of 9, I think, which is added to everything or subtracted from everything. It's it's all 
it, it's very confusing. It's one of those books where it tells you the rule once in the middle of a, di- a big paragraph. Yeah, it's got, you know, a couple charts. And the charts are, you know, about business size card for the level adjust. And they're just a bunch of numbers. Yeah, and that is the main way in which you figure out how you're going to roll for anything. Mm-hmm. And yet, it is just sort of like, uh, by the way, this exists, and moving on. And you're like, really? The main way in which you interact with this game is just given, like, a paragraph? Great. Yeah. Well, they really needed to save a lot of room for an incredible amount of information about what's going on in Sulawesi in 1693. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, you get your your stats, and in addition to... Uh, putting your points into whatever you do, you will have a adjustment to two of your stats, depending on if you decided to be big or small. Oh, right, because there's size categories based on what kind of furry you are. Yeah, so, so you can get either a plus or a minus to strength, and if you get a plus, then you get a minus to agility and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it goes with a three or a six uh, going in either direction for those two stats. Based on a couple of super size categories. Like, if you're a huge elephant, then you can be very, very strong. If and you're tough. a little hummingbird man, then you're super quick and not very strong. Speaking of hummingbirds, let's go ahead and say that the art in this book, the furries of birds aren't furries at all. Like, when we talk about <laughs> furries, furries are a very specific thing. Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog is basically your furry concept. It's an anthropomorphic thing. Uh, on the other hand... Uh, Tramp from Lady and the Tramp is not a furry. He's a dog. Yeah, it's a dog. It doesn't matter how anthropomorphized he acts. Like, if he acts like a guy and yeah. talks and everything else, he is not a furry in any way because he's not actually a dude. He's still just a dog. Now, so, given that, the birds in this game don't have abs, don't have feet. They are, Well, they have bird feet. Yeah. They, they are birds. They look like Zazu from The Lion King, no. but with a hat on. They are straight up just birds, and it's like, what is this? Here's a bird, and he's got a cape. And you're like, how did he even get that fucking cape on? It says they have wing, or they have uh, hands on the on the top joint of their wings, like harpies. Except that all the art doesn't reflect that. All the art is just of birds with hats. And the the few art where it actually shows pretty much their hands being used, it looks like the three little talons you would have on like bird claws. Yeah, and it there's no like. Thumb, there's nothing, there's no way that they would ever be able to use this to, I don't know, pick something up or dress themselves, which is important because, by God, furries are in clothes at all times. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. But, yeah, just, the birds are, like, they just look like regular birds. It's real weird, and, you know, I'm like I said before, I'm not a furry, but I, I'm used to the being on the Internet. I know about the subculture. I expect my furries to have, be rocking a six-pack and unbuttoned pair of blue jeans, uh, <laughs> crying towards an American flag. That's a furry. God yeah. damn it. Uh, I, I have seen some bird furry pictures in my day, and this is just fucking bird pictures. That's all that is. It's a bird. Wouldn't a hawk look great if it had a cute little beret on? We Nope. All right. So, okay. So that, that you your furries change size and it changes their stats. The only other thing that's special about any kind of furry, at all. At all. Like, don't don't get the idea, the hope up that if you're playing as a platypus furry, then you have poisonous, like, spurs and you can swim underwater or whatever. Yeah, no, that, that aforementioned giant elephant furry does not have tusks that are used as weapons. No, or a trunk that does anything. No. The only thing you can get that delineates you as an animal as opposed to any other kind of animal is if you are a bird or a bat, you can fly. If you are small. If you are below average size... Then you still have the ability to fly. Congratulations. So there you go. Uh, you can fly, or you can be any other kind of furry with no distinction. The difference between a wolf and a kangaroo is that the wolf is more common. Yeah. 
Now, after that, uh, you get some skills, and the way skills work in this game is you get to pick a few of them. Uh, you get to pick a category of yeah, so where your upbringing. You'll say, I'm a fighter, or I'm a gunner, or I'm a I'm sailor. A ship's wizard, or a doctor. Yeah. And you get a set of skills that relays out, relays out from that. Also, you get to argue with your DM for a while about <laughs> why your character should have other skills. And according to the book, he's also expected to pity hand out a couple of skills that you would be useless without. So, yeah. So, you know, you're playing furry pirates, and if your guy just sort of randomly doesn't have any way to get sailing, he's like, you know what? You should probably be able to put points into sailing. Otherwise, though, you're supposed to say, look, DM, my character grew up in an inn, and so it makes sense that with all the traveling raconteurs that he would know how to play guitar. <laughs> and your DM is supposed to go, hmm, beard stroke. Hmm, I don't think you would necessarily know how to play guitar. Perhaps you are especially good at poaching eggs from your time working in the inn kitchen. Put cooking down. Yeah, uh, there's... There's some weird bits in here about asking your DM for permission to do things with your character. Whether it's skills or anything having to do with, like, do you have any money at all? Yeah, or any, uh, that's the other, it says, like, if you're playing as a pirate, you don't have any money. You may, I mean, maybe it's in a bank back in Amsterdam, but good luck getting to it, you filthy pirate. Yeah, which is odd, because one of your stats is your social standing. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. one of your stats. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, of course, because you're probably gonna have a 24 and everything. Uh, a 24 means you're a light noble. Yeah, you're lesser nobility. <laughs> and you have, like, thousands of gold pieces. And yet, just by going, yeah, but I'm, I'm playing as a pirate. Oh, great. Well, fuck all of that. Right. So it still exists. You just can't have it. Yeah. There is, if you're planning on doing a game where you're like, am I specifically part of, like, the Queen's Navy? No. Am I a pirate? Great. Just dump your social standing anyway, since it's not going to give you anything, and have 30s in the rest of your stats, because why the fuck not? Right. It's it's really poorly designed. The social standing, standing thing also informs what kind of outfit you should be wearing, the way you talk. It, it has some minor effect on what species you should be, because there are certain species that are considered more regal than others. Otherwise, the game's very... It, it says that the world is mostly heterogeneous in terms of uh, furry distribution. So any random furry you meet is very likely to be, oh, I'm a turtle, or I'm a bear, or I'm a raccoon, or I'm yeah. a, a Kawadamundi. They they are very... It's odd. There are certain points where they'll talk about, like, yeah, the bears tend to be big and in charge, and any time a bear is involved with something, it, they're probably like merchant kings or whatever. And then they just don't bother talking about a lot of stuff or giving any indication that certain areas would have certain types outside of, like, there are kangaroo men in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there are, uh, Borneo is rife with little monkey dudes. Yeah, they are the only apes in this entire game is fucking whatever, Malaysia. I, I, we're gonna keep harping on this, but this book just doesn't care about furries at all. No, not like, even a little bit. There's, there's nothing to do with it. Like, there's points where it says, uh, it gives you the prices on fur coats. And <laughs> it, it doesn't mention, for example, how the world works. Like, no, like, I mean, it, it does say that just like, you know, men evolved from apes and there are still apes. There are still regular wolves and things, even though there are wolf people. Well, okay, but that's, here's the big difference with that. If I were to go to work tomorrow in a gorilla skin coat, <laughs> like, I, you know, uh, granted, that's not going to be easy to do. 
But let's say I went through the necessary channels and I acquired a gorilla skin coat. Yeah. And I went to work tomorrow. No one's going to be like, that's a human skin coat! <laughs> In this case, a furry is just a dog on two legs with human hands and a big dick. Probably two. And, uh, and so if you're wearing a wolf skin cloak, it's going to look a lot like you killed some other furry. <laughs> like a lot. There's no difference. Well... Yeah, I mean, you, you know. So the whole world's just on the honor system with furs, I guess? Well, I mean, you, I think, I think you probably have to look at it and go, man, you had better be making that cloak out of the whole fur so we can look at it and go, alright, that was definitely belonging to an actual wolf and not just a dude. Yeah, it didn't have cartoon eyes and it only has one relatively normal sized wolf penis. <laughs> Also, it isn't wearing a puka shell necklace. <laughs> <laughs> also, the color of its fur isn't alternating purple, oh, God. pink, and green. Very so. few sparkles on that wolf. I think we're probably good. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Uh, you get your skills, you get your... your uh, oh, so let's go talk about combat skills real quick before we dump, dump yeah. skills entirely. In this game, it is easy to build a character that will never miss... Uh, or a character that is just really, really difficult to hit as well. These are two things if you want to specialize in. And again, the game makes it just like the point buy for your stats. There's a point buy for your skills, and they make it so if you want to just dump all of your points into one skill, you will fuck everyone with that skill. Right, because you're going to have this ridiculous negative modifier. You're going to be like, oh, I'm negative 40 to hit you. I add that to your defensive roll. And I'm shooting you, so you don't get to use any kind of weapon-based defense, which means I'm just shooting at your unarmed defense value, which uh, is what, 30? Oh, okay. I have a negative 10. I have to roll negative 10 on percentile dice to hit you. Yeah. Uh, the the weird thing with the the stat is you put points into it, and there are threshold levels. So you don't have, like, if I have 21 points into a stat, that doesn't matter for, like, Oh, well, 21 means you're going to subtract or add 21 or anything like that. It's just, you need to get to 21 points to make it a level 6 in that stat. Or skill, yeah. Yeah, so if you go to, I have 20 points in this skill, it is still a level 5. You put one more, it jumps up to a level 6. Which we'll stay at until like 28 or something, yeah. So, the amount of points that you put into something, you pretty much want to look at your stats and divide it up along lines where you'll be able to get those breakpoints. Mm-hmm. And the breakpoints, like, again, 21 is level 6. I think it goes up to 11 or 12, maybe. It goes to 12. So, uh, you can get up, just spend, like, I think it goes incrementally higher the farther you go. But if you spend, like, 78, I believe, is for a level 9 or 10, mm-hmm. then you're at a point where you're subtracting, like, 40 or 50 from whatever role. The level values are logarithmic progression in terms of, this, of the adding or subtracting that you're doing. It starts at, like, plus 20. It ends at, like, minus 72, I think. But it goes up significantly with each one. Yeah. So, uh, I think it goes up by 6, because the standard, if you have the same stat and ability as this other guy's stat and ability... And you're rolling against each other. The baseline difficulty for anything is 60%. So you have to roll above 60% in order to do anything sort of as the baseline if you're mirror match. Mm -hmm. And then from there you've got the pluses and minuses depending on how much more skilled or less skilled you are or they are. So if you want to take 
Uh, like, let's say you start as a level 6 guy. You start with like 120-something points to give out to your various abilities. And if you want to just go, look, I put like 6 points and get to level 3. It's super easy to get to level 3. I'll have baseline competency in all the standard things. And all the rest of them, I put at least like 78 into shooting a pistol. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I will never, ever miss with this pistol. Great, because you're a pirate and your job is to shoot that pistol. Yep. Do you have any other jobs? No, 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 no. You're our pistol guy. That guy over there who's got a level 8 in magic, he's our mage guy. There's that guy who's got level 9 in gunnery. He mans the cannon. And that's it. So, basically, everyone on a ship should be specifically one thing. Like, maybe barely competent in most abilities. And then you have one thing where you're like, Look, I'm the captain. I've got sailing at a ridiculous amount. I just plot courses forever and I'm never wrong. Okay, awesome. Yeah. The ship's doctor has medicine at some ridiculous thing, and he's like, I will heal the shit out of you. Which you is don't very good. Know. This game's very... Okay, let's get this out of the way. This game has furries in it, magic in it, and, like, demons and a couple of monsters and undead and stuff in it. After that, it's the most realistic game in the universe. Yeah. Even though... Uh, everything is anthropomorphic animals, and there's magic and weird summoning and things like that. History has played out literally exactly the same way it did in our world, except now King Louis is a, a lion. lion. A lion, yeah. Uh, the only, so what that means is that doctors are terrible, because, you know, you're a 1690s doctor. Yeah, you're putting leeches on people. Yeah, you're sawing their leg off. It's, yeah. it's, you're awful. You're an awful doctor, even though there is actual magic healing, they still have a ship's doctor instead of just a ship's healer. Uh, I don't, I don't know why, because the way damage works in this game is terrible. I mean, <laughs> you get hit points, but also there's like flesh wounds and major wounds and critical bleed outs. And, and you can go for stunning damage instead of regular damage. And there's, there's hit location tables. Oh, uh, I love hit location tables. Those are the best. Oh, uh, okay. The, the, the last time we saw hit location tables was Haven. And, uh, the way it worked in Haven was if someone shoots you, they roll in a hit location table. And if that part of you is behind a wall, then they hit you, but they hit the wall instead and you're safe. Yeah. In this, it's stuff like you can get hit in the center back of the groin. <laughs> or uh. the front center left of the groin. <laughs> Basically what we're saying is it's always the groin. You get a lot of groin injuries in this game. <laughs> that's not true. There's a lot of back and left. I just, it's fine to me that there's a whole groin table that's like left center groin. I'm like, what is that? What, what's that? Is that your left ball? What's, what's, what's yeah. going on? Haven't you ever played with someone who was only doing called shots to specifically the left testicle? <laughs> Cause God knows I have. It sounds to me like you're playing battleships. <laughs> <laughs> you sunk my testicles. B9, you hit my vast efferents. <laughs> oh, right in the meatus. <laughs> I just learned the word Metis the other day, and I'm going to say it a lot. That's good. Metis. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there's uh, there's a bunch of skills. Magic is a skill in this game. Magic is its own skill. It's a bunch of them, because uh, there's, eight, there's eight schools of magic, and then each school has a couple of subdivisions to it. Uh, so, for example, Alteration will have things like Light Generation, uh, Armor Creation, stuff like that, mm. where, where a couple others just have one school. So... Uh, Healing just has healing, and illusion just has illusion. Yeah. So, uh, and there are mana points in this. It's uh, one of the things that you determine from your stats. Mm -hmm. Which is odd to me, because it's the sum of two of your stats, which means 
at most, I think it's your reason and something else. Uh, at most, you get a 60. At most, you're going to have 60. But there are, if you want to cast, like, level 12 spell, it costs, like, 120 mana, which means it's not possible ever. Uh, there's uh, there's not a lot in this game about how to level up or, uh, you know... you. Palladium has this, where you can have these PPEs costs in the thousands, but Palladium also has rules for rituals and, and sacrifices to get extra PPE and stuff. Yeah, there's ostensibly a way to reach it, Yeah, but in this game, there was no rule like, yeah, your your buddy wizard can give you mana. No, it's just, if you cast past your mana point, you take that much damage and pass out. Right, so basically a lot of the high-level spells will knock you unconscious for a while. Yeah, so it's just, look, I cast one... Level 12 spell, and I am done, brother. Also, uh, at the same time, spells are a little better than cannons or guns. Uh, they have a significantly higher range, and they are harder to miss with. So, for example, if you're a good wizard, you can go, Oh, okay, I, I set that ship on fire that is 3,000 feet away from us, and uh, there's nothing it can do about it, except for use its own abjuration magic to stop me from doing this. Yeah. So, so there's there's a wizard level at which combat is occurring that no one else can really participate in. And this, of course, assumes that the wizard on the other ship has noticed you, and not just people on that ship are sailing around. You manage to see them, see them from 3,000 yards off, and you go, you know what? Fuck those guys. Is it time for us to talk about the uh, the Tiki Room pirate ship? Is that <laughs> Have we hit on that point? Uh, okay, it's, so, it's possible. So w when we were discussing this game before recording... We realized pretty early on that there's no reason to play as any kind of furry in this, because none of them get any powers. You can take skills in being good at biting or claws, but those are just universal skills. Yeah, again, it's just under fighting. You could be playing as, like, some anthropomorphic thing that's like, I don't have claws or teeth. I'm I don't an anteater. I'm an Whatever. Ant yeah. Except I can still take levels and bite. Man. Yeah, because the game just wanted to be simple like that. On the other hand, birds can fly. So what that means is if you play as a ship that is nothing but bird wizards, bird scouts, and for no reason a, a parrot captain, <laughs> your ship will own the ocean completely. Because you just send your birds out, have them fly out of line of sight of your ship, burn other ships to the ocean, and then fly back. And oh, yeah. No repercussions. And all you have to do is have two birds escort your bird wizard who are really good at dogfighting. Which like, is its own skill. We talked about this earlier about how it's really easy to build a bird or character who has two skills that are amazing so he never fails at them ever. So you just have him flying along with two defender birds and one bird who does nothing but light other ships on fire. And that, that floating <laughs> tiki room will own the ocean forever. And meanwhile, the ocean's off being as realistic as possible except that there's badgers. Yeah. Uh, that's... See, and... You know, you end up having a thing where you're like, what do you got? Okay, you've got a crow in your crow's nest, and he's got a telescope and divination magic, and he just sits there going, hey, there's going to be a ship a couple miles off that way, so uh, let's send some birds over, fuck them up. All right. And then you have some elemental birds who just cast fireballs and shenanigans. Yep. You have one bird who has wind magic, so you can sail wherever the fuck you want. Yep. Then you have a couple birds with... Uh, water magic, so you always have fresh water. Mm -hmm. And just for fun, this was my, my, my touch to how to defend it. Let's say someone figures out a way to get to your ship and get on board. Well, what do you know? You're all birds. Leave. Yeah, everyone just takes to the sky. And shoots down and kills everybody who aborted your ship. And what are, what are the weasels and boars and porcupines and dogmen going to do about it? Nothing. Are they going to throw quills at you or anything? No, that's not a power in this game. They're just going to look up at you and be like, God damn birds. Yep, there'll be, you know, maybe one or two of them are like, I have a pistol or a crossbow. 
and they'll shoot it, and then you'll dodge. Yeah, cause... And you'll go, hey man, fuck you, and light their shit on fire. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it's... We, the only reason that this doesn't happen in the game is because the dude didn't care about furries in the slightest. <laughs> so instead, he's just like, I don't know, Black Bart is a, uh, uh I guess a bear. Uh, Black, yeah. Blackbeard's a, uh, uh, I don't know, a dog. Uh, yeah. Oliver Cromwell is a badger. <laughs> who, eh. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, here are all of these historical people. They are still the exact same way and personality and do the exact same things as they would have. Also, there's some animal. Also, they are not affected in the slightest by the fact that fucking magic exists. And demons and so on. This dude's disdain for the license is so huge that he has a section where he talks about how the other book that this is based on, called Furry Outlaws, which from what I can gather, I don't own it or anything, but from what I can gather, it's basically a Robin Hood, the Disney movie simulator. Because it's set in the 12th century, you're supposed to play yeah, it's, around. Like, it's furry Robin Hood. It is yeah. the Disney movie, yeah. but with magic. So that's why the lions or lions are kings is because that movie had kings that were lions. Yeah, uh, and and so on. But that book also had like forest monsters and dragons and stuff because it was kind of D and D ish. Well, this guy didn't want to write about D and D, so he has a little section of the book where he's just like, "Look, all that stuff went extinct. Okay, it's just <laughs> there's there's some demons still, but no one really sees them and." Dragons long ago died out and whatever. Anyway, on to Portugal. What's going on in Portugal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the level of disdain this guy had for for the license he was working with. He just didn't want to write in it. What did he want to write instead? Wikipedia. Yeah. The It is amazing to me that once you get past the character creation and skills, which is probably contained in a grand total of 15 pages, maybe? I, I remember that page 22, because I had to keep skipping back to it because I, I posted a preview quote from it, um, is the last section about character creation, and it's the clothing that characters can wear. And have to wear, because because uh, pirates are expected to maintain a certain level of decorum. For example, a furry with a social standing of 22 or higher is wigged. You, oh yeah, you would better have a powdered wig on, sir. Yeah. Uh, now, it says pirates don't really have to, but then again, it also gives you a bunch of rules for the stat values and cost of wigs. So, you'd better have that. Also, furries are never naked in this game. It's like, yeah, we know that furries technically have fur covering their junk, but these furries wear clothes, because people wore clothes in 1690. Except so. for birds, which again, you're just a bird with no clothes on, except for maybe a cloak or a hat. Also, you're hanging dong. <laughs> you're just swinging bird cod, just out there for everyone to see. Like you do. Ugh, God. Okay, so a lot of rules on what people are supposed to dress like or how they're supposed to address each other and all this nonsense. And then it's over. After the after the section for how to dress yourself. Which even then is mostly just, these are the styles of the time that this is set. This right. is what people in this social standing wore. And this is how much they cost. And, and, the, and the cost values are done in a value, or something called C, which stands for currency, and a P, which stands for pennies. We and the reason it does currency is because the guy's spurgy about uh, about currencies in that time period. He's like he's like, look, there's florins and marks and and shekels and and, and uh, obols and all these other things that are still in, in use at that point. But even though I'd love to put in a bunch of charts, this is only a 200 page book. So instead, C, <laughs> yeah, currency. Can, it's worth twenty dollars. I can only $20. put in 170 pages worth of just history textbook. So, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to cut this down to currency. Now, after that, it gives you a bunch of sections, or say one section, that is a bunch of ships. And, oh, yeah, there is a shitload of boats. Right, because this is a game that assumes you're going to want to do a lot of ship-to-ship combat, 
so much so that you're supposed to have characters who play as things like the quartermaster and the gunnery chief. Yeah, you're going to have a bosun on your ship, by ju- God. Just for the purpose of or- organizing and manning the cannons, which is boring. It's going to be, uh, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some people who really want to play uh, pirate ship versus pirate ship, but don't want to do it with miniatures. Uh, I mean, even then, even if you go, okay, look, I want to play a pirate game. I want to do a game where pirate ships fight other ships. This is what I'm all about, and I want to do it in an RPG. Okay. However, you've also just got boats and guns and things that are better. So if you start out and you're like, Alright, I'm in some fucking schooner, and this is Bulls. Uh, just Okay, here we go. Oh, it's a ship of the line. It's a Queen's Navy warship type 2. It's coming at you. How many guns does it have? An order of magnitude more than yours. Yeah, you are just fucked. Right, which was true of pirates. I mean, it was occasional. They'd, they'd, they'd eke out a crazy win by being daring or smart or something. But that is impossible in this game. Right. Unless you are the Tiki Room, then you are not going to be able to do that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of rules for ships, which, if you're the kind of player that really wanted to play ship to ship, it's there and it's nice and you can deal with it. And it's also there for those ship nerds. I mean, just like you are a plane nerd, uh, there are yeah. people out there that are just ship nerds, and there are a lot of pictures of all of them, and you're like, oh, I knew what that was just by the outline of that ship. I knew what its sails were gonna be. And for, for the record, he means I'm an airplane nerd and not a, not like a regular nerd. Yeah, I'm not plain or vanilla. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm also kind of plain and vanilla. No, that's not true. I'm not at all. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, you but, goddamn kinky airplane nerd. Yeah, but I like a lot of things about airplanes, including their sweet, sweet airplane anuses. Yeah, totally. I don't know what part of the airplane that would be, but I bet Tumblr does. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if I go on DeviantArt right now, I can find you a grip of pictures about that. I actually know that you can. I uh, know, but no, I, I like airplanes a lot. But yeah, I guess that's in there for people who are way into ships and so on. Uh, but, again, if I was playing a game where it was like, alright, I want to do ship-to-ship combat the game, and I want to have four of my friends join me, I want them all to have ships. I don't want to be like, what are you, I'm the ship's doctor. Well, we're doing ship-to-ship combat, what are you going to do? Uh, doctorin? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it lists, I think, maybe ten or eleven positions on a ship that they're like, normally every ship will have this. You'll have a captain and a navigator and a doctor and a ship's wizard and a bosun and a gunner sergeant and quartermaster and a cook and yeah, yeah all that shit. And they're like, you should probably fill all of these roles. And I'm like, one, you, you don't have 11 people playing your fucking furry pirates game. And two, even if you do, you're going to have guys who are like, I'm the captain. I'm the gunner. What are you? I'm the cook. Right. Okay. Well, okay. First, first, or sorry, second of all here in this case. No one should be the captain. That's that's just we we learned that in Prime Directive. No, <laughs> there shouldn't be a player who's in charge of the other players. You don't need middle management in a role playing game. Yeah, and that but it's going to be the problem with this because they're like, no, it's a it's a pirate ship. Someone's got to be the captain, right? Some NPC has to be the captain. Except that's not the way they do it. No, they really want you to do that. It uh, does. They say, want you to do the vote thing. Yeah, it's it says you. Could have, you know, NPCs take up roles that aren't being done by the players. But even then, it also then goes on to say, you should definitely have a player be the captain. Like, it heavily suggests you do that. Right. I, I don't know why. I mean, the, the captain's not even going to be all that interesting of a role in this case. It's going to be other people sailing the ship. You're mostly going to be shouting orders, which other players are going to be like, ah, fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. We have rules on this. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> 
yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be real weird because if you're also the type of person that read this book, you're probably also the type of people that are like, no, but we really want to have an old 1694 simulator, and so your captain is gonna tell you to do something, and you're gonna be like. Aye, aye, Captain. I like to think that the type of people who read this book are entirely people who are going to review it on podcasts. Yeah, that is all. Uh, it should just say that the re- for review on podcasts edition. Rip into this crappy book would be the <laughs> tagline of it. Uh, yeah. And, okay, I'm going to bring this up before we get too deep into the Wikipedia section as well. There is, as I said earlier, a distinct lack of puns. And this makes me so... Sad. I know. I, I want to say I'm excited. Although there is an exception. There's an exception to the lack of puns in the book. Because the art in this book was clearly not from the author in any way. Oh, no. No, this was art that they just yeah. were like, alright, let's commission some shit. This guy turned over a, I'm guessing, uh, no margins, single space, 300 page block of text about how piracy operated in the, in the uh, turn of the 17th century. That's, and, uh, then they were like, alright, we're gonna prune about half of the shit out. And we're going to replace a lot of it with generic pictures of cartoon pirates yep. with dumb puns underneath them. And that'll be it. So, like, there'll be a picture of two cat ladies. And it'll say, a couple of hellcats out for blood. <laughs> yeah. the Basically, they, they hired someone else to write captions. And that motherfucker knows what furries are about. He has a sense of humor. And he's like, look. If I'm going to do any caption, I'm going to make it a pun on whatever animal this is, because that's the fucking point. I'm going to disagree a little bit on this point to say that guy had a sense of humor, but it was a terrible, awful sense of humor. Like, all of his jokes are the most boring uh, jokes you could possibly make about things. Like, like uh, it's got a picture of a dog, and it says, it's a dog's life at sea. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know what? I am not reading Family Circle. <laughs> I don't have a copy of Parade in my hands. This is this is the level of humor that I expect from furry humor, though. Right, I, I guess, yeah. And, I mean, at least, God bless him, he's trying. I know, he's trying a little harder. But the other problem with that is that the art doesn't really convey the concept that the book is trying to get across. The book's like, oh, pirates are dirty, nasty, unhappy people with one tooth who are murderers and are generally on the run and they've lived a hard life and they're basically homeless... And then here's a picture that's like Disney's Pirate Pirate Cats, the game. Yeah, and some just guy just swinging from the rigging with a big yeah. goofy fucking grin on his face. Yeah, they're always completely clean and wearing nice clothes. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah, they, there's not a other than that, not a single joke ever. The book is completely dry and is not about furries. And, and they don't. There's so it'll say like, all right, there's uh specific races and. Every type of furry cannot interbreed, so you can't have some wolf furry and a cat furry get together and have a baby. Not even close to it. You can't have a wolf furry and a dog furry get together. Species are species. They are de- they are definitive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can't do that, though they can still fall in love. Uh, yeah, Romeo and Juliet is the example. Yeah, which was a fox and a Siamese cat. Yeah, he likes Siamese cats. There's a lot of things that are Siamese cats. So, uh... But he doesn't then, when he's doing his five billion pages of describing things that are going on, say what actual animal things are. So he mentions gypsies. And he's like, okay, gypsies are their own race. They have their own magical tradition. So uh, there are very few ways to get to magic. Mostly you have to go through the church 
the Freemasons or be like a druid, a, a druid or a gypsy or something like that. Yeah. And never mentions like, okay, but what are gypsies? Like, what, what animal are they in I've the read this friggin' thing from cover to cover and he keeps mentioning that most areas are heterogeneous. There's furries of all types all over the place. Except for the gypsies, all of which are one species. What species? Gypsy? What are you talking? What is this? Yeah. Nothing. Does not give you fucking anything. The other thing is that the dude's got, like, no imagination. Like, he, it looks like he did a find and replace, and, and anytime he had to put in a species, he rolled a die, a die that was on one side it said dog, on one side it said cat, on one side it said roll again. Every, <laughs> everything's a dog or a cat. Everything. Uh, occasionally it's a lion or a tiger instead of just a regular cat, and very occasionally he'll be like, uh, Oliver Cromwell's a badger, or this one dude is a rabbit. And, and, but everyone's a cat or a dog, which is the only thing that gives me the impression that he kind of knew his market. <laughs> it's the only time where it feels like he knew, because if you look at furries, there's a few of them that are like, oh yeah, I'm a half dolphin, half dragon or something, but, but this guy, but usually furries are wolves or dogs or cats. Yeah. Almost always. So, you've got that, and that's, that's annoying in and of itself, but again, you don't even get anything clever. It's not like, yeah, like the Russians are bears, because that's hilarious. Right, yeah, the great Russian bears. Nope, no, no, no. No, they're just whatever the fuck, they're probably wolves, I don't know. It says that at one point that the czars are bears, but then it goes back on that and gives you a couple czars that are, that are cats, and, uh, Rasputin, who is also a cat. Yeah, for just, just no reason, just cause fucking lazy and it's the first thing he could think of. That's cause cat's a three letter word, he's in a hurry. I mean, he's got a page count that, that's gonna maximize on him and he really needs to tell you a lot of stuff about boring historical dates and artifacts. Here's my favorite example of how boring this guy is. <laughs> I, this is amazing to me. Uh, just to reiterate, this is a game where demons are real, and monsters are real. Magic is real. And magic is real. The Salem Witch Trials happened the exact same way. There's no difference. The only thing is that the uh, the guys who instigated it are rabbits. Other than that, it is the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. And it's not like... We think that you're practicing magic and we have, you know, because it's our society, ways to find that out with magic. No. Hey, we think you're consorting with demons. Uh, no, no one has seen one. We know what demons look like. Yeah, it's, it, demons is real. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, happened exactly the same because he is literally unwilling to ever change anything historically that happened. No, no, he went, he wrote this whole book and then he went back through and every once in a while added the word dog. Yeah. Or it, canine. It's it's sort of odd that he did that in... That he also did write up stuff for magic. Like, there will be sidebars in basically every chapter of what he's talking about of... Alright, what am I talking about? Europe? Here's magic in Europe. And it's a couple pages... That's this sort of side area. And then it's done. Nothing else in the Europe section mentions magic. If it's not in specifically the magic section, there's no mention of it. I See, this is so weird because normally I don't care about this sort of thing. Like, you know, you read the setting notes in Forgotten Realms for Dungeons and Dragons. If it goes by a page without mentioning wizards, you're like, alright, whatever. I know that, I know the wizards are in the setting. It's a fantasy setting. There really isn't a specific chain of events that should have happened in a specific way. But this is different, because this, this guy's trying to go like, oh yeah, this is the real world. This is what the actual world was like in, in 1702. Uh, it, 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 except magic works, but it doesn't do anything. No. There's, like, oh, yeah, there's, uh, there's people who have 
exorcism in New England, but nothing else because they think magic is from the devil. Okay? Great. Does that mean anything? No, it means fucking nothing to the timeline. No. Alright? Uh, the fucking, the Pope, he knows magic. Like, the various orders for the church. Yeah, the Rosicrucians and all that, they're all in there. Yeah. They, They all know a couple schools of magic each. Basically, like, monk schools exist, like you go to some monastery somewhere and learn magic. And in China, they got fancy Chinese magic. And all of that exists. Nothing ever mentioned again for how it is used. Like, even if they at least said, uh, alright, uh, this timeline played out exactly like our own. Uh, this king ascended exactly like ours, and he sent out these ships... And they sank, and the reason is they didn't have any divination guys on board. Any mention. Okay, the the uh, Spanish Crusade happens in the exact same way. And to me, it's like, okay, you know what? You can make a really interesting change to the Spanish Crusade, still have it occur, and have it be with magic in it. You could be like, oh, well, these, there's a whole bunch of, uh, monks that are, that are moving, or cardinals and so on, that are moving through society, grabbing people under the pretense of using divination magic to, to interview them, but they're lying. They're not really using divination magic. They're just cheating and killing them. Yeah. Like, except, nope, doesn't do it that way. No. It establishes that all of these things exist and then never qualifies how it works. I never wanted a book to be about furries so much. Yeah. This, the fact that there is, Magical furries in this, and I'm angry that it didn't go more into how magical these furries are, is, it is, am- it's amazing to me. Right, I never would have thought, I'd be like, man, I sure wish this book was about furries. I, I really would like to read more furries. Than- I wish I knew how special these furries were. Yeah, no, that's the worst, is I never want anyone to tell me about their fursona, ever. If you have a fursona, I don't want to hear about it. I'm glad I'm glad you have one, but boy, is it ever going to be some snowflake bullshit. <laughs> but in this book, I'm like, come on, hit me with the snowflake. Why is Black Bart important? What's he do? He's a bear, right? What's a bear do? What's he got going on? Nothing. He's Black Bart. He does the same shit. Yeah. And so there's there's just a big, fat lot of that that uh, happens. There, more than two-thirds of this book is just him going, okay, here is a lineup of countries and what's going on in countries during the Golden Age of Piracy? So, what's going on in Ceylon during the Golden Age of Piracy? Oh, well, they're growing a lot of cinnamon, and there's a lot of a peasant underclass. And even the fact that he will go, like, two to three pages without even nodding towards it. Like, he won't even put the word furry in. You could make it a- is just text from Wikipedia. You could take a, you could make a drinking game out of the back two-thirds of this book. You could read a page, and it'll just be a bunch of boring crap about what was going on in South Korea or uh, Senegal or something. And you could all the way through it. And if you see the word furry, you take a shot. If you see the word magic, you take a shot. And if you see a reference to how furries or magic modify the the story in any way, you finish your drink and get another one. <laughs> that could be the drinking game. The only problem being that you would you end up not stone cold sober. Yeah, you'd be sober as a uh, let's say a Turk who is a uh, a bear. <laughs> All right, so uh, okay, we're at the fifty minute. Yeah, let's get to it, John. What is your favorite thing about furry pirates <laughs> swashbuckling adventures on the furry seas? Oh my god, um, the fact that there's birds that exist. Honestly, nothing in this <laughs> book makes me happy because it ends up getting fucked by something else. Yeah. Like, I think basically the fact that 
There's even furry size categories. There you go. I found it. Furry size categories. That's it. I got so excited that I slapped Jeff. Ow. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Furry size categories. That's fine. I can make a giant elephant man or a tiny hummingbird man. By God, that's at least something interesting. I, I You know what? I, I'm glad that you managed to get through without copping out because I really wanted to cop out on this. <laughs> this book is so boring. I was just it was like, okay, you know, I, I'm interested in piracy too, but I can read about it separately if I want to. I am reading a game. Yeah. So well. I, I'm going to say that my favorite thing about this book is the whole time I was reading it, I was thinking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> and other strangeness, the Palladium role-playing game, which I would Ooh. much rather have been reading. <laughs> Bio-E and Turtles and so on. Yeah, man. I, it, this book is atrocious. Uh, okay, what is your least... This is going to be hard for you, I know. I what, know. What is your least favorite thing about furry pirates, blah, 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 blah? <laughs> oh, God. I have to I have to pick one and it's going to be real sad. Um I'm going to have to go with the lack of self-awareness, the fact that he's writing just a history textbook without any awareness that hey man, magic, anthropomorphic animals, weird shit, there's literal monsters and demons, anything, do anything different. No, I refuse. His staunch stance that history has and by God will play out exactly as it is in the books is infuriating to me. Yeah, it's... One might say it's infuriating. Oh, look, a joke about furries! Hey, now! Hey! Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so, uh... So your, your least favorite thing? All right, my least favorite thing about this book is the... Again, I... It's hard to, to kind of pick something without it just falling into what you just said, which is that this book is a book that doesn't give a shit. But there's a thing that it doesn't give a shit about that makes me real angry. When I play as a mutant animal or an animal or that, that's born that way or furry or whatever, I want to have some goddamn animal powers that relate to what I am. Yeah. I, so I'm going to say that's my least favorite thing. Like, if I play as a turtle in this game, I don't have a hard plastron to, to, to bounce attacks off of. I can't breathe underwater. I have nothing. I'm just turtle-shaped. That's it. That's all. If I have a wolf, and I, I, I mean, I have biting and claws, sure, because I took the skill in that, but it's not like a, the similar turtle didn't also take claw skill. There's nothing. There's nothing that makes these characters' animal nature important at all. And oddly enough, it just goes ahead and gives blanket bonuses and negatives to things. They're like, yeah, so uh, their hearing will be better than a human's, but their smell will be dulled, so they'll be about average human. And that's... Everyone. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if you're a animal that wouldn't normally have really good hearing, no, your your hearing's better because I can't be arsed to give a fuck. Right. I guess he was just worried about having to cover all the animals that, that exist, except for bugs, which don't have furry forms. Yeah, and there are fish ones, but they don't exist because I don't want to give a fuck because oh, yeah, I don't yeah. care what's happening he, under he, the water. He mentions that there are mermaids and stuff that exist that are furry, that are fish furries instead of just mermaids. Yeah. But he doesn't ever give you any stats on them and he says that they're very rare and don't matter because they would mess with the setting. Exactly. So there you go. My least because favorite... there is no historical precedence for what was happening in fish town under the water, so I don't give a fuck. No. Oh my god. Okay, so uh I, I have to ask because I always ask. <laughs> <laughs> But All right. Would, would you play free piracy some bullshit after a colon? <laughs> oh man, only, 
only if we are playing the Tiki Room of the High Seas. Right, yeah. If I get to play Bird Wizards of the High Seas, oh, I would do it at only, only if we were playing with people that wanted to run it normal style. Oh, So yeah. that we would run into like, hey, there's a boat and there's like some, some rats in the rigging and wolf captain and bear guy and you're like, Great, I like that motherfucker up! Also, I do it from way far away from my own boat, so they never see us coming. Ha 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 ha! Bird wizards! I just want to have, have some guy be like, God damn it, Dan. <laughs> That's not how that battle went down historically. Well, <laughs> too bad! <laughs> this game sucks, the end. You know what? Our bird wizards go fly over and murder every king. All of them. All the kings. Fuck you. Fuck your setting. Why are they all lions? What's going on? (laughs) This game has no imagination. Okay, so uh, I guess you gotta ask me. Yeah, so so you. Would you play in Furry Pirates City of Violence? (laughs) No, uh, I wouldn't even play the game you were describing unless (laughs) unless I was given the capacity to piss off some guy who was taking it very seriously. In which case, I don't even think I'd be playing the game. I feel like I'd be playing some, some grognard like a harp. I'd just, be like, I'd just be like, your pain. Uh, no, uh, I would play that Tiki Room adventure in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness. Right? Because then, then you'd be like, well, I'm a hummingbird dude, so my bioe is through the roof. I got 95 bioe, and I'm size category one, so I'm slightly ahead of the bioe curve. Hell boom, yeah. Boom. All right, so there you go. Uh, you got anything else you want to say about this game or anything before we sign off? Uh, let me just go ahead and say, uh, I don't. I don't care if you want to do a RPG about any fetish that you have. Any at all. No. Just, we're going we're to review them. Just do it well. Commit. Just don't be like, oh, I've got to put this stupid bullshit in there. If you have to put some stupid bullshit in your game, then commit to your stupid bullshit. Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. I, I agree completely. And we're going to be reviewing a few other games down the road that are fetishy. Like, I'm still trying to get my hands on a copy of Made. <laughs> where, where you play as an anime maid and you have to please the master of the house. That's, that's the game. Yeah. I really want to get into that and read about it. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, there's other fetish. We'll probably review Fatal at some point. I mean, Fatal is, oh, has, God. Fatal has a chart in it to determine how wide your asshole can stretch. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, if you're going to make a game about a fetish, go for it. We're both pro fetish. We're, we're, you know, as much as we're going to, we didn't even really dump on furries in this game because the book doesn't bother to describe them at all. <laughs> We, we love dumping on silly fetishes, but we also celebrate them and endorse them. We're all for it. I'm not kink shaming. I'm just kink laughing with you. I wish there was more <laughs> kink to shame. <laughs> anyway, uh, special thanks once again to Ryan, the contributor to our, uh, our Facebook page who suggested this book. If you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Uh, you can see how much pain Ryan managed to cause us. So if you'd like to cause us pain, just review, re- recommend something like this. Yeah. By all means. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page, System Mastery at Facebook. You can also get us through email, systemmastery at gmail.com. We have our own website, systemmasterypodcast.com, and we do have a Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm trying to tweet more now. That's systemmastery at Twitter. All uh, right. Yeah. So, so there you go. Those are the ways to get a hold of us. Please, please uh, recommend books to us. If you recommend us, we will use your name on the podcast whenever we need to describe a player. Yeah, you know, one that sucks. Like Ryan. (laughs) That guy sucks, right? Fuck that guy. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so uh, this has been System Mastery. We'll see you in two weeks for, I don't know, episode 20. Woo! Thank you, and good night. Yif. (laughs) Yif, scritch. (laughs) 